0: Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include a primer on warehouse banks, my interview with Simple Nexus's Ben Miller on why mobile matters to the modern mortgage movement, and a look at inflation by the Fed. Today's podcast is brought to you by Simple Nexus an Encino company and award-winning developer of mortgage technology for today's modern lenders. SimpleNexus makes it easy for lenders and borrowers to manage the mortgage process from anywhere. With a flexible digital loan application and a simplified mobile disclosure process, hundreds of lenders rely on SimpleNexus to deliver world-class home lending services. Learn more at SimpleNexus.com. Don't forget to put your flag out today for Flag Day. To warehouse banks, a red flag is a client who loses money for months on end or for several quarters and with good reason. Counterparty risk is increased. As a reminder and as an immense simplification, warehouse banks, or some would term funding facilities, loan money to independent mortgage banks who don't have cash from deposits to fund loans like credit unions and banks to make loans. When these loans are sold to investors, the warehouse line is paid off, ready to fund more loans. Obviously, the contractual and financial relationship is very sturdy. But many lenders are in violation of their warehouse agreements. They are making their money. Although loans on a warehouse line are collateral and have priority in the event of an independent mortgage bank going under, banks don't like counterparties that are losing money. There are some who believe others will follow Comerica's lead of exiting the warehouse lending space for that reason. Some banks may look down on warehouse lending as it's not a big piece of banking revenue, i.e. it has low margins, compared to the risk of a lender going under or a wire that goes astray through faulty cyber policies. Liquidity for some banks with warehouse facilities is often a concern. As is warehouse competitors, reducing lending rates and bettering terms to be competitive. For today's interview, I want to welcome back to the show Simple Nexus Ben Miller to talk about why mobile matters to the modern mortgage movement. As CEO at Simple Nexus, an Encino company, Ben Miller oversees overall business strategy, operations, and go-to-market activities while guiding the company's overall market leadership and streamlining the homeownership journey through innovative mortgage technology. He joined Simple Nexus in 2014 as a co-founder, following his first meeting with company founder Matt Hansen. He draws personal satisfaction and motivation from seeing firsthand the impact Simple Nexus has on the mortgage industry. Today's topic is why mobile matters to the modern mortgage movement. And you would think millennials, Gen Z, they like being on their phones. They they like ease of access. But mobile hasn't taken off like many would think. Uh, and and that might be a, a byproduct of the the mortgage process just being uh, something that you get bogged down in trying to locate documents and upload documents. It, it might be that it seems too good to be true to, to do it over the phone. I don't know what Digital transformation has certainly been a major focus within the mortgage industry, as well as the broader financial services sector for the past several years. Now versus a few years ago, when it comes to digital strategy and technology, how are they different? And and I guess your conversation is different with lenders around these
1: topics. Talking about digital transformation and how that's differed over the last couple of years, really, Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, it was mostly forward-thinking, forward-leading lenders that could see uh, the vision of digital transformation uh, really you know, being that next frontier, that next uh, step for them to become a more efficient shop, more profitable shop, to create better experiences, get more referrals, um, and, and, and it wasn't everybody. you know, it, was, it was only those that, that had the vision to kind of get out ahead of the curve and change. What's changed, I think, is, you know, we had this big boom cycle in the industry and then, you know, a a bust type cycle, so to say, last year or or a big pullback in the loan volume. Now, the conversation around digital transformation isn't a forward thinking, nice to have, but more and more lenders are seeing it as essential to their survival. Uh, You know, I was speaking with a lender the other day that... um, really in 2020 and 2021, enjoyed nice volumes, you know, good growth. Uh, but they didn't realize that the type of borrower that was coming to them was a borrower where there's so much business out there. You know, the borrower just sometimes maybe had no else, nowhere else to go or this was just overflow deal flow coming to them. Then they realized last year in the big pullback, that the borrowers are becoming a little more finicky right they're not as rushed with the transaction they can be more particular about who they want to do business with and they found that their volumes almost dropped off to nothing right just disappeared and because that borrower had a choice do i engage with a lender that has an old you know paper based process that's not very convenient or do i just go right here you know that might have an exciting mobile experience an easy to use you know web experience you know uh, a frictionless elegant user experience for me and that's where the borrowers are going and and again so this this lender that had not uh, engaged in di- digital transformation saw their volumes pull back even more than the industry average and so they're looking at it as we have to change now if we want to be in the lending business in general. And uh, and I think that's the biggest uh, mindset shift from the last couple of years to, to today.
0: Well, Simple Nexus, an Encino company, is known for its focus on mobile first mortgage technology. And so, over recent years, how has the company's mobile capabilities evolved and, and where's it kind of stand today?
1: Yeah, no, it's it's been very, very exciting, um, very fulfilling to see how it's evolved, and to know that we made the right bet, so to say. You know, when we started the company, it was more of a point solution in mobile uh, to solve one or two specific things, uh, but then now has evolved into a platform where loan officers, you know, the referral partner, the borrower, you know, many different personas can all interact and transact business. In a mobile-first, you know, platform, and uh, it's been exciting to see also how it's evolved to where, as we built web components to complement, um, you know, web's sometimes a little easier to develop in, and we might develop tools there first. Uh, but now, you know, from the demand of the user, you know, mobile is really kind of the first platform we think about when we're developing, and leads the way for innovation. And and it's, you know, what what the end user wants out there. Uh, so it's been exciting to see the investment we made wasn't convenient, so to say, because these are different code bases. When you build native mobile and then web, you know, you have two different code bases in, in mobile primarily. It's, you know, iOS or Android and then a different code base for web. That was more expensive for us to do. Um, but we felt like you know it was the the horse to bet on, so to say, and it's been very very fulfilling to see here now many years later that that yes, that's the right bet. And there's so much traffic and interaction through the native native mobile platforms uh, that we're glad we made that investment early on. So let's bring it down to a very
0: practical level here. How is mobile enhancing the the day to day work of loan officers or those maybe li- those that may be listening to this podcast?
1: yeah no it's something that that i'm very proud of right i mean i've i've heard the stories personally from the loan officers that have said hey thank you for helping me be more efficient or really the one that that really you know makes me happy is thank you for helping me get my life back you know on the weekends especially um because prior it would look like you know you're away from the office you're out with your family doing something you get a phone call on a deal you're working on you're like hey sorry kids sorry family i i need to get back to the office and work on this right and you lose those moments you know with uh, with your family and what it's what it's all about right and and now it's transformed with having the simple nexus you know mobile platform you know right there in your pocket as a loan officer you can get that phone call pull up your phone and be able to see your pipeline, right? See the data of, around, you know, that loan file, uh, be able to you know, run credit, run pricing, run AUS, uh, send a pre-approval letter, uh, lock a loan even, do all of those types of things, you know, right where you are in just a matter of minutes and then be right back to your family and into your life. So that's important, transforming your life on the weekends. But also in this purchase market that we're in now, um, you know, the loan officer uh, needs to be out and about in the community, you know, building the pipeline, building relationships. And uh, they don't feel chained to their desk anymore, right? They know that they can, uh, you know, do their work wherever they may be from their mobile device. And it's really transformed the industry and how the industry works. And we're extremely proud to have played a role in that. So a lot of conversations I have with guests on this podcast revolve around
0: the borrower experience. Customer experience, that's the next frontier in mortgage banking. That's where things are going, that's how business is going to be won and lost. And when it comes to mobile, in your opinion, why has it become such a critical component for lenders modernizing the borrower experience?
1: Yeah, it's such a game changer. I mean, you know, you can start with the basic fact of so many millennials or even younger generations now that have known almost only mobile in their lives, right? I mean, they they kind of grew up with a cell phone or a tablet in their hand, and they don't really interact with that desktop or laptop experience, right? And they're becoming now the age of a homeowner. Now they're buying homes. And so that's their personal preference. And I think that's a, a widely held uh, fact. Uh, but but it's But it doesn't just limit to that demographic. You know, you think about all of us, no matter what age you are, right? How often you use your cell phone uh to interact with social media or to you know buy something, shopping, you know, online, you know, from a financial aspect to be able to check a bank balance or to pay a bill. Uh there's so many things that we do on our <clears throat> excuse me on our phone, you know, at the time that it's convenient for us. You know, as we're sitting in a line somewhere ordering food or as we're, you know, you know, sitting on the couch, you know, after work or or whatever. Um, you know, you're grabbing your phone to do these things as opposed to, oh, let me go jump on my laptop, you know. And so having a mobile component in you know, your uh workflow for loan origination is just essential. Uh, because that modern borrower and modern meaning, the era that we are in today, not just you know, the young kids, so to say, but the borrowers today want to interact with mobile. And, and we find that the majority of our deal flow of the loan applications, of the documents that are submitted, you know, the interactions with the platform are coming through mobile. And uh, and so it's, and, and that's only gonna increase, I think, you know, as the years go by. Very well put, and, and I agree that it should only increase and adoption should increase as the years go by.
0: I have one bonus question for you. And it's, it's because Simple Nexus is such a great partner to this podcast. But every day when I say that Simple Nexus is an award-winning developer of mortgage technology for today's modern lenders, I say that it's an Encino company. And I want to ask you, what does it mean to be an Encino company? Can you fill our listeners in a little bit there, give some background?
1: Yeah, I'm actually very, very excited about this. You know, we, we, um, you know, merged the companies together. Someone like Sennan and Encino, about a year and a half ago, uh, you know, been been operating primarily as an independent unit and then slowly shifting more and more into one company. And I would feel that, that we're pretty close to that today. You know, eventually we'll even merge the brand to adopt the Encino brand. And why I'm excited about this is because Encino as a company, for one, has a very strong financial position in a time of somewhat uncertainty, right, around, you know, tech companies that maybe grew too fast and having to pull back, you know, dramatically, you know, Encino is very strong and stable. You know, it serves primarily the financial institutions, banks and credit unions. So it has to be that stable force, you know, because that's what those customers demand. Uh, But yet, it's a company that also you know believes in innovation and that you have to continue to innovate or die really as a tech firm. And so they've they've supported us in being the best in the mortgage industry and uh, allowed us to continue to innovate and to grow and to do that on such a strong you know financial position. And and one that uh, has learned how to scale, has learned how to serve the biggest you know, customers in the world, really, uh, being a global institution. And, and so it's uh, it's just really amazing for us to be part of this team and expand who we can reach, who we can interact with, and to tap one into uh, those resources, both financial resources, but also the human capital on how to best serve uh, the mortgage industry. And uh, and we see many, many years of success ahead of us and, and very proud to be part of this uh, Encino team.
0: Well, I wish you the best of luck as you continue to innovate and grow. And uh, I really appreciate having you on Eloquent, as always, and uh, hopefully we'll have you back soon.
1: All right. Thank you so much. Have a great one.
0: Inflation calmed down in May to post the smallest headline advance since March of 2021 and further deceleration looks likely in the coming months. For the consumer price index, May inflation came in lower than expected, increasing a modest 0.1% month over month and 4.0% year over year in May, from 4.9% year over year in April. Shelter, which was up 0.8%, and used cars and trucks were the big contributing factors, but signs that used car prices and rents are coming down or stabilizing are also contributing to the slowdown in prices. It's still a far cry from the Fed's 2% inflation target, and excluding food and energy, the core CPI rose a much stronger 0.4% month-over-month. Fed Chair Powell has mentioned goods, housing, and services excluding housing are the three main components driving up inflation. Goods issues were driven by supply chain problems in the early days of COVID, but the latest ISM reports confirm that inventory issues are no longer a problem, and commodity price inflation is largely over. Home prices peaked in June of last year and are down about 5% on average across the country from their mid-2022 peaks, and rents for new leases, which lag home prices by about 21 months on average, are flatlining. The inflationary contributions of the housing component should continue to fade in the second half of 2023. And wage inflation continues to work its way lower, making it less of a concern for the economy despite robust hiring. may mark the first time in two years that wage growth outpaced consumer price inflation. And it's been said that Fed officials are rethinking their view that wage gains are fueling inflation. Although inflation continues to ease, inflation expectations rose during May and we're seeing sentiment change amongst consumers and businesses. Consumer confidence slipped in May, reflecting worries about increased volatility and uncertainty in the labor market as buying plans dry up. Recent consumer credit reports show more reliance on the use of credit cards to maintain spending activity. The NFIB Small Business Optimism Index ticked up slightly in May beating expectations of a decline. However, that bump in optimism was the first improvement in three months and came on the back of a 10-year low as owners are becoming more pessimistic about future growth and reevaluating hiring and capital spending plans. Fortunately, for six straight months, more U.S. small businesses have been raising wages than prices, suggesting small businesses have returned to the pre-pandemic status quo of trying to find ways to avoid passing on higher labor costs to consumers. Today brings the latest FOMC decision with the statement and updated summary of economic projections followed by Chair Powell's press conference. The inflation data from yesterday should lock in a pause in rate hikes, though central bank officials will likely remain adamant that inflation remains far too high and that even once they pause, they are likely to keep rates higher for longer. Before the Fed, however, the MBS market took note that after mortgage rates declined for the second straight week, Mortgage applications increased 7.2% from one week earlier. We've also received May producer prices and expectations for PPI were for a 0.1% decline month over month in the headline, resulting in a 1.5% year-over-year increase, but they came in down 0.3% to register up point to register up 1.1% year over year. We begin the day with agency MBS prices better by about an eighth, and the tenure yielding 3.80 after closing yesterday at 3.84%. The two years at 4.62%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Well, I'm down here in Orange County for the Mortgage Innovators Conference at the Hilton Anaheim the next couple days. I'm staying with my aunt and uncle in Newport Beach, and he wanted to tell a couple jokes, you know, like a guest guest comedian appearance here on the podcast, but... Uh, I guess his alarm didn't go off here at 5 a.m. Pacific time. So I'm going to try and recall a joke he told me recently. Let's let's see how I do on it. Uh, A dung beetle walks into a bar. Do you know what they say? Is this stool taken? (laughs) Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Simple Nexus. The home ownership platform that unites the people, systems, and stages of the mortgage process into one seamless end to end solution that spans engagement, origination, closing, incentive compensation, and business intelligence. To learn more about Simple Nexus and Encino Company, visit SimpleNexus.com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at RobChristman.com.